0: brian sussman here brian sussman show faith family freedom thank you for joining me encouraging and equipping okay this year these episodes have been all about faith not fear in the new year faith not fear in the new year because when you look at the news around the globe It would be easy to lapse into a spirit of fear. And that's not what we want. We want to be overcomers. We want to be filled with faith. So just look at the scene right now. Look what's happening around the world as we see it. Uh, We're seeing, of course, the Chinese communists all about being prepared to overcome the West by 2049. That's the 100th anniversary of their communist revolution. They've made it very clear. By 2049, they want to overpower the West. Look what's happening internally in their own country. Something like 300 million Christians under persecution, the likes they haven't seen for some time. Okay, that's China. Look what's going on in Eastern Europe, Russia with the saber rattling, and Ukraine. This is very, very serious. Look what's happening in the Middle East. As always, Middle Eastern nations are seeing Israel as the enemy, like perhaps never before. We don't hear what's going on in Africa, but in Africa it's very, very scary because Muslims are teeing off against Christians, going after them and slaughtering them by the scores on a daily basis. This is what's happening in Africa. Let's go to South America. South America has troubles of its own. Chile is the latest country to have gone communist. They have a president who is inexperienced in politics, a committed communist, and does not like Christians. In the United States of America, we're seeing a a push against Christianity, the likes of which we've never seen in this country before. Much of it has to do with crazy immorality, like the transgenderism. A lot of it has to do with other things. I haven't even gotten into vaccines. I haven't even gotten into COVID mandates and restrictions. That in and of itself around the world is dividing families, brother against brother, sister against sister, children against parents. It's Even within Christian context, it is absolutely frightening. Okay, I used the word fright, sorry, but it can be. So what's going on here? I I get troubled when I see so many Christian prophets, these are prophets, maybe some really are prophets, some are self-proclaimed prophets, giving us almost exact dates, if not exact dates, as to when the Lord is going to return to solve this whole thing. In a wonderful Bible study that I am so honored to facilitate every Saturday, it's an international gathering of men, and it's really cool. We do this on Zoom. It started during the beginning of the COVID, and now it has quite a few guys, and a number of them are pastors, missionaries around the world. We've been talking about this We've been talking about signs to come. We've been talking about watching out and staying alert. Two of my friends who are a part of this Bible study, uh, one is the swimming monk, Jeff Langscove. Jeff has been a part of this podcast in the past, and we're gonna bring him on right now. So Jeff, go ahead and unmute yourself, and let's do it here on the Brian Sussman Show podcast. Jeff Langscove in Texas, how are you, man?
1: It's great to be here it's going to be an interesting conversation <laughs> to say the least right i mean what are we waiting for <laughs> we're in the last days we've been in the last days for a long time we just need to wake up
0: we need to wake up and and i guess the question i'm going to ask you is where are we in the last days okay the nother, the next, next guy, guy is, is my brother from another mother this is john wolf my fellow messianic brother and uh, John's down in Southern California, so I'm repping Northern California. John's in Southern California, and Jeff's re- repping uh, that other state, which you know <laughs> could at any any time just secede from the union. That's Texas. Uh, John, are you there?
2: I'm here, Brian. And and uh, when you're talking about fear and fright, I just what resonates in me right now is is I'm, and First John it says, perfect love casts out fear. And we have a perfect lover, so this is going to be a great conversation.
0: Okay, that's what we needed to hear to start this thing off. We have one who loves us perfectly, and perfect love casts out all fear. So let's let's just begin with that. What a great place to start. But, you know, Jeff, in our Bible study a few weeks ago, we were talking about Jesus in in Mark 13, and, and he's leaving the temple, and one of his disciples says, Teacher, look, look at this. This beautiful building, look at look at oh, these big stones, look at it's one of the wonders of the world. And uh, Jesus says, well, guess what guys? See these great buildings, not one stone will left be left upon another which will not be torn down. I mean Jesus was making a prophecy that seemed outlandish at that time, but it all came to fruition what? a, a generation later, Jeff. It, it all happened. He told us about what was going to happen to that temple. So what's, what's he telling us about the end times at large? What's, what's your opinion on this?
1: You know, one of my favorite uh, Bible teachers is Ray Steadman, and he, he taught on the San Francisco Peninsula for decades. And, you know, he said of this prophecy, he called it the little apocalypse in Mark chapter 13, and he said, this is the most detailed prediction in the Bible There are many predictive passages in both the Old and New Testaments, but none is clearer and more detailed than the message Jesus delivered from the Mount of Olives. This message was given during the turbulent events of the Lord's last week before Hmm. the cross. Mm -hmm. So as he's teaching on the Mount of Olives, he will be crucified in two days. Wow. That's the context.
0: Okay so then he he goes on I mean you know the disciples first their mind was blown as he's telling them about the te- as he's telling them about the temple being you know destroyed then 2 days later as you just mentioned he's he's crucified and then I'm sure at some point in time they started putting it all together because he he told them a lot about what was to be expected in the end times and and so much of what he said wasn't you know it wasn't It wasn't that scary. It was just prophecy and prediction after prediction. So I guess I'm asking you this, John. I'll turn to you for a moment. You know, in terms of the end days, the end of time, I I say that started, you know, upon Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension back to heaven. So we're in this end of the era period, but where do you think we are in that end of the era period? Or or is it outlandish to even make that kind of a prediction?
2: Well, I would say, you know, I, I, as you know, Brian, I, I was in the tech industry for, for quite some time. And there's always talk about acceleration of, of innovation and in technology and how quickly things are doubling and then doubling again and exponential uh, wave of technological advance. And I would say that culturally and with the way things are happening and what we're seeing, That's sort of the metaphor for gosh, that seems like things are are doubling down all the time in terms of what's happening in the culture, what's happening in government, what's happening in terms of folks talking about pulling God out of our society and out of our life. So I have to believe without making any predictions, if we're not on the edge of it, we're 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 deep into what I would consider the last days.
0: You know, and it's great because again, John was—he was uh, he was, a, he was he was—he had uh, a business in the Silicon Valley, which turned out to be very successful. He's a businessman, and he understands tech and he understands the Silicon Valley. So when you talk about this acceleration, I think it's a perfect analogy because, Swimming Monk, so many Christians are saying this this very thing. They're saying everything's happening so quickly. I think that aligns really well with what John was just saying, don't you?
1: I do. It was, it was uh, perfect because even Jesus in this teaching on the signs of his coming and the signs of the end of the age, he uses the, the analogy of a woman who is pregnant. Hmm. And he actually says in, in Mark chapter 13, verse eight, he says, these things are only the beginning of birth pangs. Hmm. What does he talk about? Deception. He talks about wars and rumors of war, everything, the nation rising up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines, pestilence. These are all the beginning of birth pangs. So that's that acceleration. Mm -hmm. You know, any of us who have been around childbirth, we know that when a woman enters into labor, the, the saying is this, the birth pangs get longer. stronger and closer together.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, then that was a great analogy. And I think that was what perhaps the Lord wanted us to to pay attention to. I I noticed, and we talked about this last week with our guys on our Saturday Bible study, uh, a couple things. One, a call to endure. Jesus was giving us a call to endure during this time to come. He told us to be ready. He told us to be patient. He said to strengthen your heart. He said, do not complain. Be alert and be sober. So, you know, John, there were very specific things that the Lord told us to be all about as we see this time drawing near. And and who knows? Again, like you were just saying, there's an acceleration. We may indeed be in that time. He may be coming back very, very soon soon. But what do you think about those charges to be ready, be patient, strengthen your heart, don't complain, be alert, and be sober? What comes, what comes into your heart when you think about that?
2: Well, well, Brian, one of the most sobering scriptures in the Bible for me is, is in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. And he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name and i will then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness and i thought wow you know i i may i I thought the advanced class brian was casting out demons (laughs) right and so i'm going if i get there i got a seat right next to the lord you know in heaven and that's not what he's saying he's saying hey, the first thing on my agenda is that we know each other intimately. uh, Intimately, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And so I believe the readiness that that I'm all about right now and that I'm passionate about is, Lord, how do I know you better? How can I be more passionately, passionately in love with you? For example, in Revelations 1, you're called the faithful witness. Lord, show me what that means. Show me who you are as the faithful witness, and uh, that just resonates in my spirit. As being number one priority is knowing Him. Wow.
0: Okay, uh, J- Jeff, swimming monk, swimming monk. You want to take a shot at that because that really, that really stirs me as well.
1: It does, and it's it's so on point, um, John. I, I think there's two questions that all christians globally should be asking right now Mm -hmm. what is coming okay (laughs) how do i prepare okay and as we read mark 13 and matthew 24 and luke 21 jesus is giving marching orders to the end of the age church he's promoting a lifestyle a culture in the church that will be necessary and prerequisite to being found faithful and having it said of us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When he comes, Mm -hmm. if we don't know the marching orders, then we're going to be caught unaware. We're going to be caught off guard. We're going to be caught sleeping. And John is so right. Jesus says, first off, he says, see to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will mislead many. So what's coming? Deception. A full-blowing crisis of leadership in the world, in governments, in religious institutions. And to John's point, we better know the person of Jesus Christ. Wow. We better not Be led astray in the complexities of our world from a single-eyed focus upon who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And the only way I know how to do this and what excites me right now Mm -hmm. is reading the Gospels over and over again and reading the book of Revelation. Now, I'm not saying these are more inspired, but I'm saying we have to know the cornerstone. We have to know. The cornerstone, the unshakableness of Jesus Christ, in these days, and I think this is what is imperative. Whether it's through prayer, fasting, fellowship, worship, whatever that intimacy looks like, we better study the real one hundred dollar bill, and then we'll know the deception. We'll we'll know the false Christs, the false apostles, the false prophets, when we know the true one.
0: John, do you want to respond to that or add to that?
2: Yeah, I I, I I really appreciate Jeff's words. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go back again to the book of Revelation. I'm, I'm challenging myself right now and maybe your listeners. If I can read the book of Revelations as a love letter, as opposed to all these crazy, fearful things happening, mm-hmm. then I know I've, I've gotten someplace in Jesus that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it is, in fact, a love letter. And he said to the Church of Ephesus, after they've done all these cool things, he said, but I have this against you that you abandon your first love. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want what I'm asking the Lord for me personally and 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 everybody out there is let's really find out and dig into our first love, which is this amazing lover we have, which is Jesus.
0: Yes. Okay, so the book of Revelation a love letter it's not it's not an apocalyptic scare. Okay. It's a love letter and and I think we might add an instruction manual as well. I'm I'm thinking here of Luke chapter tw- uh, Luke chapter 12 verse 40. You too be ready because this is Jesus speaking. You too be ready because the son of man is coming at an hour you do not think he will. So again, the charge be ready. Swimming monk, you just mentioned one of the ways you're being ready is reading the gospels, reading the book of Revelation. So we need to we I, I think we need to stress this to our listeners, gang, don't be fearful. Be ready. You know, when you're going into any sporting event, you're not fearful, you're ready, you've prepared. John, it's the same thing, you know, when you were working in the Silicon Valley, if you're launching a product, if you have a, a, a new promotion you d- you need to go forward with confidence you need to be ready to move in that particular manner so jeff let's talk about this you too be ready the son of man is coming at an hour at which you do not think he will your comments
1: yeah this is just so i i'm i'm stuck on kind of kind of where john's going with this is knowing jesus to be ready is to know and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord. Right on. He's coming as a judge. Mm-hmm. The book of Revelation is the, the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm so excited about the last days because it's a unprecedented opportunity to know the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a sense that the unveiling of Jesus at the end of the age is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's been opened up the last days. It says, I will speak through my son, Hebrews uh, chapter one. I'm speaking through my son to the world. And so for me, it's more about knowing <laughs> knowing Jesus Christ and the revelation of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. than than a, a, a revolution. Yeah, we need a revolution, but we probably need a revelation.
0: So Let's uh, let's talk about this because there are there are believer. Listen, we have all sorts of people listening. There are people who are not yet Christians, as I like to refer to them. They're just sort of kicking the tires. They're curiously listening. Uh, there are others who have been a Christian or have been Christians for you know years and years. Uh, and and within that segment, you have people of all sorts. Uh, some who whose lives are you know they're they're just not as into it as we might be. And then there are others who are more into it than we are. But John, what do you say because you know, Jeff's the theologian, I'm the guy with a podcast, and you're you're a guy who's just living this thing out. Um, as as just the regular guy without a podcast, without a degree in the theology, what do you say to that brother or sister that comes to you and says, man, i I need to be ready. What do I do? Where do I start?
2: Yeah, what a great question. Um, and I, I just I, looking at the parable of the ten virgins, and I know it's hard for guys to relate to bridegrooms and ten virgins and that kind of thing. But just, just the whole thing about having oil in the lamp, and so just a simple guy, like you said, not a theo, theologian. When I see in the Book of Acts that all of a sudden, these folks who were just standing there were filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that was oil. And I just simply asking, Lord, I see where I can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, that's what I want. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like, but I know that's what you want to do in me. And so I just throw the doors wide open and ask that your Holy Spirit fill me up and start to inspire me just to be hungry and thirsty after you.
0: I like that. Yes, a hunger and thirst filled with the Holy Spirit. Jeff, I'm going to give you the last word here. This is uh, pretty powerful stuff, but I'm going to give you the last shot. Jeff? Yes, yes, Peter said it.
1: Pretty much exactly Jeff, what his was
0: sitting there with his mouth agape saying, wow, where do I go with where do I go next? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: the end Peter said the end, the end of all things is at hand, probably one of the greatest un, you know, or non, I don't even know the right word for it. My favorite passage about the end times is first Peter chapter four, verses seven through eleven. It's like a little uh, speed map. To the end times, Peter says the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be sober and of sound judgment for the purpose of prayer. Wow.
0: Okay, you just told me what we're going to be.
1: <laughs> I could I just, go on, but I'm going to leave wait, that with our listeners.
0: I've just decided. Want that, to respond? That's, that's going to be that's that's going to be our next Bible study this Saturday. Okay, I'm going to use that. But... Could you, could you please just repeat that one more time for our audience? Because that's just a great way to close it out. Repeat that,
1: please. Peter says the end of all things is at hand. Life is going to cease to exist as you know it. So the first thing Peter says is be sober and of sound mind. Why? For the purpose of prayer. Now, I want to quickly say this. Isn't it interesting That Peter in Gethsemane, which means oil press, Mm. oil press, was asleep. Jesus came to him and James and John, woke him up three times and said, watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. Peter learned, and Luke says this, they were sleeping from sorrow. Mm. So. The challenge of the end is sorrow, depression, despair. Hmm. And if we're not careful, we will sleep through it. And so we need to wake up and, as John said, get filled with the Holy Spirit, turn the pressure of the end times Hmm. into oil through prayer. Wow.
0: Okay. Great way to uh, conclude this podcast, which I think has been so revealing, so inspirational, so equipping, so encouraging. And We will do this again very soon. Friends, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate your listenership, your participation and you being an ambassador of this program. All right, John Wolf, thanks for being with us, buddy. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to be on the Brian Sussman Show podcast. We really appreciate that.
2: My pleasure, Brian.
0: And then Swimming Monk, he's online. Jeff is online at swimmingmonk.com. That's swimmingmonk.com. God bless you, my friends, and God bless the United States of America.